I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't Don't raise raise trade just yet. yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. Still absolutely frothing that intro. I'm very, very happy how that came out. Uh, we are here to talk about the mighty Brisbane Broncos, year of the ambush, as Dan and Kemp would say. Uh, you know, there's, there's been a little bit of a shake-up with the Bronx this year. Ado, I've got them finishing 12th, mate, personally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, they last year were so close to finishing the top eight, and they absolutely butchered their season, didn't they? So... People who are Broncos supporters are probably feeling optimistic about what this year offers. But the difference, I think, this year and and why I've got them finishing lower is because I think a a couple of teams have leveled up. I think the West Tigers have done well in recruitment. I think the dogs are on the the resurgence. Um, You know, and you never know if Manly have got a healthy Tommy Travojevic all year. I don't think that'll still get them anywhere close to the eight. But, um, you know, there's lots of factors that have probably had them finishing a little lower for me as well. So I've got them 12th. Where do you have them? 11th. 11th, yeah. Pretty pretty spot on. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, I don't think they've regressed. I just think teams underneath them, um, you know, have potentially gotten uh, that ever, ever so slightly a little bit better. Um, yep. With these team previews, mate, I reckon we do guns, bums, cash cows, and bounce backs. Now, when we say bums, we're obviously not referring to them as the player. Just, you know, their super coach stock. Someone could have had a great season last year and we, we could think they're on a bit of a slide this year. That's sort of more than anything. Um, but I know straight away, controversially, I've got Payne Haas as a gun despite all the preseason, you know, rumblings going on. He's 578K. I know that he's uh, he's not sitting in your gun pile, though. No, he's not. I've got him in bums. Um, look, Payne is 578,000. The average last year was 60s. And I don't think anything's got better for him going into this year. He seems to be picking up injuries, particularly ankles a little Mm. bit more. We know in the old private life, it's not um, cookies, is it? It's not cookies and cream. It's not going well. No, a lot for him to deal with. I'm just... And he's only human. I feel bad for the kid. You know, in a lot of ways, um, I just don't see him getting any better this year. I think the emergence of my gun um, is going to actually put him down a rung this year. I think he's going to have a lower lower key year. Well, your gun is Pat Carrigan. One of your guns is Pat Carrigan. And I understand why on the surface of things. Like, yes, if Payne Haas, you know, does... If he does miss some time, stepping down, being with family and whatnot, do we think he can get better, though? Like, do we think his minutes actually improve at all? Look, I think for a couple of years, they've pegged him as being captain kind of material, forward leader type material. He's just gone on a kangaroos tour as well. I think he performed well in that as well. He's the kind of player, I reckon, that 
um, has some room to grow, kind of like Cam Murray. He's got the Cam Murrayness about about him, a hard worker, you know, with a good work ethic, a good leader. Um, I reckon he can go further. And I think, um, you know, you've seen in the past that they relied on Payne Hass for extra minutes. Paddy Carrigan is fit as a fiddle. And as long as he is fit um, with his Cam Murrayness, the leadership, um, the kangaroo tour, the way that he's leveled up as a footy player, he's getting better. Um, I reckon his average could go up 10 points this year. And I reckon if anyone's going to get the minutes this year, maybe even just to do a, a nice service to Payne Hass to not burn him out, um, with everything that he's got on his plate and also with the injuries that he's been getting, I reckon it's the year of Paddy Carrigan. Look, I'm pretty happy to write off 2021 for Pat Carrigan. Had that ACL, came back last yep. year. He was the anomaly. Like, you know, people with ACLs, they struggle. He came back in and, and was phenomenal. Um, I've just pulled up his stats here for the YouTube viewers. For the audio guys, we'll do our best to, you know, read them out. 2021, you know, happy to bin off. Um, only played the eight games, had the ACL. But in t- 2022, oh, sorry, 2020, he was 23 years of age. Uh, played 19 games, averaged 68 minutes a game. Um, last year, he played 61 minutes. So back in 2020, you know, he did play close to 70 minutes a game and did average 67 points. So uh, are you just of the, of the opinion that, you know, another year with the with the ACL recovery, you know, a, a leader in this pack, that, that that average could creep back up towards that 70 mark? Yeah, I think so. I'm tipping that. And I, I'm, I'm confident to – I'm tipped that he's going to outscore Hass easily this year. Okay. I reckon at least five points. Okay, my, my which- tip- would you rather Fafita at 600k or Carrigan at 570 if you had to pick one? Um, I would probably prefer Fafita. I think that Fafita is, you know, in the ballpark of that average and he's been used terribly. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a stretch for Carrigan to get to, you know, a couple of points off that 70, maybe 70. But for Fida, if he's just used half as well as he could be, it's 70. So we're, we're, you know, that's that's kind of the attitude I have with it. Yeah, we're both of the opinion that Fafita is a must-have, but uh, you would you would really like to find the cash to pair Carrigan up with Fafita if you could in your second row. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, you, you, there's going to be your common um, targets. I mean, IPAP's still probably going to be you know, quite a dominant scorer in the second row. You're going to obviously want Angus Crichton, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Carrigan in top five. Um, and maybe people's trying to get him, you know, once they see the season start, I think that people might, you know, be trying to get him in, into their teams. Yeah, I haven't labelled Carrigan as a bum. I haven't labelled him as a, as a gun. I just, I wasn't sure where to put him, but I think you make a good case uh, and looking at those stats from two, two, two years ago now um, before the ACL you know, does entice me that 67 average if Haas is missing some time. You know, we could see that as those minutes creep back up towards 70 minutes a game, which is fantastic. Um, someone that we are in agreement of, though, is the halfback, Adam Reynolds. You know, had a really good season last year. Um, surprised me when it came to, you know, what he was going to do. But you and I are both in, in agreement that he does regress. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, there's some players that are starting to show their age. And I think, unfortunately, with A-Ray... Um, on the injury sense, I can see a lot of a well, number of games in a year that are not eighty minute games. I reckon even, I mean, how many games did he play last year? I haven't got it at the top. Still of played, my... still played twenty games last year. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. I mean, I reckon career, there's less this a, year. Probably. A career low in minutes, however, um, only played seventy five minutes a game last year on average, which was yeah a career low. Yeah, I mean, a, a halfback who's averaging seventy five. So I could even I could see that maybe even with his injuries that happen at any time. How could you own him for super coach? Because you could just lose him at any minute. Yes, he he was great last year and probably 
surprised us all. We thought he was going to regress when he went to the Broncos. Um, you would be banking on the fact that you think he's going to be healthy, but I reckon there's going to be a game where he goes down in the first five minutes. It's going to hurt the averages and everything. Um, so I just see this year, if he made 20 games last year, I reckon it's going to be 15 this year because he is showing his age. And that's why South didn't want to sign him on a long contract. Yeah, I no, think the Broncos no. are going to have to deal with that. Hopefully they touch wood and he survives, but I'm not going to be banking on him next year to um, be healthier than he was this year. No, for 5.55, I'd much rather take a punt on someone like a Sam Walker, um, who has a lot of upside. In saying that, though, Adam Reynolds did have five games, believe it or not, over 90 points last year, and three, three of them were tons. So the upside is there for Reynolds, but I'd much rather take a punt on you know, someone like a, a Matt Burton um, or, or even someone like a Ben Hunt, who averaged 60 as well, You know, that is probably, probably more consistent and will, will yeah. show up week in, week out. Some people who have done a, a, an A-ray at times have been looked like geniuses because he does have a big one in him. He just dominates a game from time to time. Probably helps his average too. Yeah, definitely. Um, someone that you've got in the bum category, but I've got in my bounce backs, Katoni Staggs. Yeah, I think it's time for us to accept that Katoni <laughs> is he's a bum. It's just not he, a thing. He's not a thing anymore. He's <laughs> Look, um, he has got flashes of brilliance in him, but so many people are are like locked into the fact that he's going to become a consistent player. And I just don't think it's ever going to happen. The Bradman Best Syndrome. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. I mean, like Bradman Best is with injuries and with Katoni, it's just, um, he doesn't get involved in games enough. And you've got these players that just go, don't go looking for the game. We say like Latrell, he comes in and out of games. And he, when he does it, he absolutely dominates those five moments that he jumps in on a game. Well, Katoni's like half as good as Latrell. Yeah. So when he jumps in for three times a game, it's just never as good as Latrell. If, if he was more consistent, I reckon he would be um, a bounce-back candidate. I don't think it's going to be a better year for Katoni. He's a fleety player, and we have to accept it. Uh, you make a good point. I don't know. I just keep looking. It's a very small sample size, but he averaged 62 in four games. That was last the year before last. It's probably too small of a sample size. If Time you d- to forget that. What did he do last year? Yeah, not a whole lot. for me lately? Tw- 23 yeah. games, 49 average, which was um, you know the lowest in four years. So... The, the minutes did creep up, but the PPM the PPM was was a historic low, which just shows that his involvement was probably lacking. Um, the Broncos seem to favour Herbie Fineworth a lot in attack, and I don't blame them because he was he's very very good with the ball in hand. Yeah, that's right. And you got Cobbo and um, Oates had a resurgent year, so in a way, you know they're they're spreading it out. They've got a very talented roster, and I think actually a pretty good backline. I I actually love. Farnworth as a player. I, I, I don't ever have him in my team either, but I just think, um, look, they'll be talking constantly, I'm sure, with Katoni to go look for the ball a bit more, but I'm not feeling it, and I don't think he's going to be better this year. Let's move on to, uh, you know, a couple of more bounce backs we've got. I've got Reese Walsh at Fluwak at 484k. Now, talk to me about Reese Walsh. He, he does lose the goal kicking this year, but do you think if Turbo doesn't come back fully fit and we lose Kalen Pong at a 5'8", 
we could look towards someone like a Walsh for that, you know, mid-range price point at fullback. I, I think the the, bon- the Broncos uh, would put up a lot more points, uh, you know, on offense than the Warriors did. And Walsh did average 53 last year. Um, he does lose the goal kicking, but I think, you know, the points he loses in goal kicking, he could make up for with a better, you know, Broncos attack. Yeah, look, the, he's four at 484K. So I'm calling him bounce back because I could see him probably getting up to that 600K. There's going to be some pressure off, yeah, because there's some big – Adam Reynolds will take it. Um, you know, you've got you've got Carrigans. You've got a more, a more um, you know, solid team behind him, I think. So I reckon on the back of that pack, you got if, if, if Hass turns up and he's, he is there for, for round one, you've got Carrigan staying fit and healthy. I reckon there's going to be – and Flegler, who only improved last year, I think there's good good go forward from the, the forward pack. I think he's got good enough halves that are no shrinking violets. And I think you'll see him chime into the back line without having a at the Warriors, I felt like he was trying to do too much. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna be the case at the Broncos. I own him for a little bit um in draft and you sort of watch him watch him there and it just felt like, yeah, instead of playing that third or fourth receiver on a sweet play, he was having to go in um and, and sort of do it do it all himself. Yep. I mean, you famously won some cash off me a couple of hundred on um, Walsh versus um, uh, Ponga. Ponga. Yeah, it, it was a couple, Ponga. Couple, couple of years ago. Um, a couple of years ago. But yeah, um, look, I think he's on for a resurgence this year. Better team, I think, um, and more points on offer. Yeah, he's not got the goal kicking, but I'm thinking more try assists in that back line. So 53 average last year. Would be be surprised to see him push, say, 61? Yeah, I think he can get to 60. Um, I think, you know... That second fullback spot, in particularly to start the year, is really open to um, interpretation because I think Teddy's locked on as your as your nuts and bolts lock lock of a um, fullback, and I think you could probably go elsewhere with a little a little flutter. Um, I reckon he can get to sixty. Um, you know, you could go a turbo if you think he's going to be happy. You can go with a ponger if you think he's on for a bounce back. And I can certainly see Reese Walsh in that category as someone you can take a punt on. Now you mentioned Reese Walsh uh, being better because of the forward pack, and, and you mentioned the likes of Haas uh, and Carrigan. But a man that you want to highlight is Tom Flegler. Yeah, I think Flegler. Um, he has obviously been. He's, he's been a bit of a wild animal, and he's had a, a suspension in him. But he is highly touted, and he's on a good wage. I thought um, in periods last year he looked like um, a much improved front rower. Uh, this year, particularly if we think that they're going to, you know, spell House a little bit more, I think it could be a little bit of a minutes uptake because I think he's a good enough front rower. If you get him in there for a few extra minutes, as long as he can get that nonsense out of his game um, and not, you know, get suspended as much, I really think he's a talented front rower, and I think that there's a little more for him um, this year if he puts his responsible cap on. Yeah, look, he's very, very consistent. Um, the last four years, uh, his PPM has been between zero point one point oh one and one point oh three. So he's a very, very consistent guy. We know exactly what we're going to get out of him. Um, it's just the minutes we want to see have an uptick. Last year, av- average forty six minutes a game. Oh, sorry, forty four minutes a game for a forty six average. Uh, if we can creep that up to say fifty minutes a game, um, you know, if he picks up a, a little bit, TC Rabadi's out. You know, uh, they've mm. got guys like Willison and Pierre Cora who are also very quite raw. So if if Flegler could be that first option off the bench or, or even like does get, get the start, depending on if they run with a mobile 13 or if they run with Carrigan, if he could push towards 50 minutes a game, uh, that average could creep up to say 52, 53 points a game. And, you know, that's eight points of value right there. Yep. 
I think he's he's it's possible, very very possible with what their lineup looks like. It could be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, and it seems to be the year of uh, you know that, that mid range front rower. You've got Daniel Saifidi, Luke Thompson, um, you know Tom Gilbert. Uh, you can even chuck Flegler in the mix, as you said, as that sort of low end front row forward who. You know, Flegler's was pretty consistent. You know exactly what you're going to get out of him, uh, as we said. So, don't hate that shout. Um, I guess the big thing with Supercoach is we always want to be continuing to evolve our our squads and making the squad value raise higher, and we can you know sell on some cash cows. I've got three. You've got two. Uh, two of them are combined. We'll touch on the one that you know that you don't have, but I do. I've listed Corey Pakes. You know, hooker, 240k. We all got swept up in the hype last year. Because he he did get the start, Billy Walters is there, and he will always linger. Um, but two hundred and forty k. Would you rather someone like a Sonny Luke, who could have you know limited minutes with Mitch Kenny behind him, or take a gamble on someone like Corey Pakes? Um, I just feel like while one of the hooker pe- people in the team taking minutes from Pakes is got the same last name as the coach. <laughs> I'd almost prefer Sonny Luke, if you know what I mean. No, I, I do. I do understand what you mean. Um, it's just that's how I felt last year. Yeah. I just felt like he. I think he's more talented, and he should get more minutes. I just don't think, know if that's definitely going to happen. You know, um, bit of the Tom Starlings about him, just really exciting, but just can't get the minutes that we we want him yeah, to. Yeah, can't get the minutes. Um, so look, I I think it's always going to be a gamble if you go with Pakes, if you go with Sonny Luke. You know, um, I'm. You could uh, pick old mate there that I've got in my second row from the Dolphins, um, Ray Stone. Ray Stone, he's available in hooker. You know, and if he's starting at thirteen, he might actually be the best one of the lot. He get fifty minutes guaranteed. Could be. Um, yeah. So look, it's a tough one. If if he gets what he deserves and what we think, us punters on the sideline, not coaching, but it's it's a hard old gig when you don't have the when dad's not the coach. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, let's talk about uh, Brennan Piercora because he was someone that was very, very highly touted last year for Supercoach. Didn't really kick on as much as we wanted him to, but, uh, you know, there has been a spot opened up with TC Rabadi stepping down. Uh, you know, we keep referring to it, but if Payne Haas does miss time, there is minutes to, to be there. Uh, Piercora, 205k. I'm not expecting the world from him, but uh, a bench spot, he could be that Sean Bloor guy that we thought, um, you know, Bloor could have been a, a little while ago. Yeah, definitely. There's a, you know, Bloor's position closed down and, and either Willison or Piacora could be the recipients here of a spot opening up. So at that price of 205k, he is touted as being very talented. I think I had him in there as one of my nuffs last year. Um, And the, the, the price is all but bottom dollar. So whichever one of those two um, looks like the recipient of some extra minutes or a bench spot, I reckon you could probably safely take him. They're actually, you know, I mean, TC Rabadi was pretty good last year. So they've lost a, a little bit out of the old bench rotation. So I think there's going to be a role there for someone for maybe 20, 25 minutes. And at 205K, if they can go, you know, half a point, 1.1 or something, they'll make a little bit of money. There was also times last year where Jordan Ricky seemed to be out of favour as well. So, you know, if they go on a losing slump, you know, Kevin Walters might look to shake something up. And, and from a Supercoach standpoint, I think we'd prefer Willison to get the minutes only because he is a jewel, which, you know, gives us a little bit more flexibility. But I definitely do think there is um, some some names that are monitoring the preseason. Pakes, you know, to seeing what he does in the trials. Um, and then Willison and Pierre Cora there. 
the three names that are, that are, that are really rounding it out. Um, but just to recap, my my guns were Payne Haas. Uh, my bums were Kirk Catewell, who we didn't end up manage, uh, talking about because I looked back at my notes and I was like, look, no one's actually picking Kirk Catewell. Let's be realistic. <laughs> um, Adam Reynolds. My bounce back candidates were Katoni Staggs and Reese Walsh. My cash cows were Corey Pakes, Xavier Willison, and Brandon Piacora. Mm. Yep, well, I had Pat Carrigan, hero, in front front row. I think he's going to come up. Oh, he's in second row forward only. That it was a bit of a yeah, that sucked. knife, wasn't it? Would have preferred the old front row forward uh, to RF to, to stay there. Would have been a lot yeah. handier for us to have. But, yeah, look, I still I still really do like that shout. Um, who, yeah, who, who else did you have in your sort of bum category? Yeah, bums was Hass. I don't think he's going to get better this year. I think he's going to get worse. Um, Adam Reynolds, I think we both agree he's becoming, he's showing his age a little bit and may get injured from time to time. Katoni Staggs, I'm, I've given up on Katoni. I'm going to say he's always going to be a fleety footballer. Um, my cash cows, same as you, minus one. I've gone with Willison or Piacora. It looks like one of those is going to get a bit of a um, uptick. And the bounce backs for me are Reese Walsh behind a better team, a better pack, um, and probably where his heart is too. I reckon he, I think he really had a heart, and it was spewing that he got punted from the Broncos. Um, and I've got Tom Flegler. If he can get that you know, bullshit out of his game, I think he'll be good um, this year. Fingers crossed. Well, that was the Broncos preview. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with, I think we're going to be doing your boys, the Canberra Raiders. Up so, the milk. Up the milk. Guys, uh, hopefully you enjoyed these short, sharp ones. Um, you know, I think it'd be better each day to have something new pop, pop up in your feed rather than sit there for you know, an hour and a half, two hours. So enjoy them. Uh, but- think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with The Milk. Love you all. Bye.